This that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know? Well, you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend, but you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you lay up and think about being a porn star, but you can't because you come too quick. So you got to eat the pussy for 95 minutes. Mmm, that kind of shit. This that lunchroom chatter podcast where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat, but you can't because you live with your mama. And she busts in the room and says, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, baby. Y'all know what time it is, man. When y'all hear that music, y'all know I'm here. Johnny Schultz is back. Episode 47. We are fast approaching episode 50. But before I get into that, keep in mind, there's a bonus episode dropping this week on Patreon. If you guys follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatter Pod, click the link in the bio you guys can subscribe to become a Patreon member. There's about four videos up there, four you know, bonus episodes. But there's a full video dropping this week on Patreon, video content. But um, for episode 50, I'm probably going to give away a $50 gift card to a listener. Or I might give away two $25 gift cards. You know, to increase the chances for y'all winning. But this week, man, a lot happened this week. Now, a lot of y'all who listen to this podcast, you guys are about my age. Y'all know Rick Moranis. That is the father from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. One, two. Like, we all have loved the Honey, I Shrunk the Kid movie series. That was the father. The main guy, Wayne Selinski. Now, he was walking in New York City in Manhattan this past week, and he was knocked out. So, we're going to talk about that. Rapper Blueface is starting his own bad girls club at his house. And he is trying to get, you know, female... Socialites or whatever you call it To audition To go to his house And just act a fool Go viral, fight But Sydney Starr She is a popular transgender Woman She's been in the news Many times over the past couple years But she wants to go in that house So I'm going to tell y'all what I think about A transgender female Stepping into the house With women also, social media was mad at Snoop Dogg for wishing the president a safe recovery. Is that where we are as a nation to where we wish death on somebody? Now, I hate Trump. I don't give a damn about Trump. You know, just he's not a good leader. He's a womanizer. The man is just completely horrible. He's racist. He's a white supremacist. But we going to kill Snoop for not wishing death on a man? And I'm in sad news. John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, they lost a child at the hospital. Now, Chrissy has been taking a lot of flack for publicly posting about losing a child at the hospital. So I'm going to tell y'all what I think about that and um, much, much more. But, um, man, on Friday, my guy, Devon Terrell, he is a talented R&B singer and a rapper. Out of, whoa, whoa. He is a talented R&B singer and a rapper out of New York City. Now, he dropped a project called Volume 2 Deja Vu. So, I'm going to tell y'all. Well, matter of fact, I'm going to play y'all a song of that project. Like, this whole album has been on repeat. His name is Devon Terrell, the living weirdo. Devon Terrell, D-E-V-V-O-N, Terrell. This guy's dope. I'm going to play y'all a song called Sage and Chardonnay. This is off the volume two Deja Vu. Now, I know I haven't played y'all's song in a couple weeks, but this project is straight fire. Again, his name is Devon Terrell. This is Sage and Chardonnay. Yeah. We beginning all where we left off Lighting that sage, let the room breathe yeah. Let's let the spirits in the room see, room see Let you get your shit off This I will call this is your day off You just want good dick and vacations Talking crazy, yo girl, I'm flagrant You know that I'm better with my hands 
Again, that was my guy, Devon Terrell, with Sage and Chardonnay. That is off his, his brand new project, Volume 2, Deja Vu. Man, stay tuned, man. I got a show lined up today. This, this show might be long because I got so much to talk about. But again, man, stay tuned. John A. Schultz, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Hey, man, welcome back, man. This is the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Look, before I get into the topics, man, so um, I believe this past weekend, a, a, um, a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Price was shot and killed in Wolf City, Texas. Now, this incident happened on Saturday, October 3rd. He was shot to death by a police officer. Now, the story is he was in a, a, a gas station or a convenience store. There was a couple having a domestic dispute so the black guy by the name of jonathan price he stepped in to intervene and defuse the situation now when the police came they were aggressive towards him they tased him and when he fell to the ground and began convulsing because he was being shocked they took that as a threat and they shot him to death now since this incident i've been seeing a lot of black people some i know and then somebody sent me a post yesterday of the Shade Room, and I hate this page. Those of y'all who know me, y'all know I hate this page. Man, I, I have the page blocked, but I had to unblock it after somebody sent me and told me to go look at the comments. And I was not surprised. I seen, let me boo real quick. Boo these motherfuckers. I seen so many people in the comments saying that, well, you know, that's what he get. Maybe he deserved to die because they went to his Facebook page. And now on his Facebook page, it said, I believe he was addicted to white women and he supported the police. And they was like, you know, that's what you get, because if you support the police and you like white women, then, you know, it's hard for me to feel bad. Maybe, you know, you caused that on yourself. Now, that's nasty, man. When we get to a point in society where we try to justify black deaths, I don't care if the man was addicted to Asian women. I'm a still support the brother. Now, this goes back to last week where I told you about someone who I followed on Instagram for years who was making excuses as to why Breonna Taylor died and was like, you know what? She chose to date a, a drug dealer. So, you know, it, you kind of get what you asked for. That's nasty. That's nasty. But let me play you out a news clip first. 
1500, all eyes are on this gas station following a shooting Saturday night. An eyewitness said around 8.30, a couple got in an argument inside the store, and 31-year-old Jonathan Price stepped in to break it up. Eventually, they took it outside, and someone called the police. We were out at one of the stores across the street. And Kyla Sanders heard the commotion. Three gunshots went off, and I turned and looked at them, and I said, a cop just shot somebody. After his arrival, a Wolf City officer shot and killed Jonathan. Wolf City PD has only said that the officer is now on paid administrative leave. The Texas Rangers tell us they are investigating. I got around, I start yelling, Jonathan, Jonathan, breathe, breathe. Clarissa Brown arrived minutes after the shooting. And as he was laying there lifeless, T is my witness, lifeless, the son, uh, the officer had already left this, this crime scene. The gas station has cameras, but mm. they aren't releasing video. They this town of 1,500 all. Did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that? This woman said that after the incident happened, the officer ended up leaving the scene. Now, I believe today he was charged with um he was charged with murder and he's his bail was set at one million dollars, but that's not the point. Again, look, black people, we gotta we gotta stop making excuses to justify black death. Like I don't care, again, like I said, I don't care if he liked Asian women. Like, we don't know his story. We don't know what he may have gone through in life to lead him down that route. But at the end of the day, to me, the man is still black. Now, I have the post pulled up here of the post that people are talking about. Again, his name is Jonathan Price. And this is the post that people are using to make excuses or to kind of brush off his death. Now, not everybody. And, and again, because I won't do that. The brother's black. He's 31 years old. I'm 31. And like, I just can't imagine having kids or having a family that loves you. And this is the time I die when like I have so much left to do. Now, this is the post. This was um from June 15th. It says, with all the tension and um, animosity going on with race and the police, I'm on the same fence as Lil Wayne. With him saying a white cop saved his life and he hasn't been too vocal based off of his experiences. Let me go down. It says the amount of food fed to me, spent on me, outweighed the BS about any race or color right now. I have family that's never done a damn thing for me. They've never supported my business and they're my blood. And they know who they are. They're to blame for my countryside and my addiction to white women. I'm not complaining one bit. There were times when I should have been detained for speeding, citations, outdated registration, dozing off at a red light after a long night. But two white cops still let me drive to where I was headed. And by the way, they consider Wiley, Texas, which is where he lived, to be racist. I've never got that kind of energy from the police. Not saying black lives don't matter, but don't forget about your own or your experiences through growth and waking up. Now, that is where I kind of agree with him because, like, just because someone is black don't mean that they were raised in the same way I was. Like, I was raised in the Bronx, New York, in the inner city. So what I've gone through growing up made my mind... Like my mindset and my personality a certain kind of way. Now, like he said, he may have been raised around mostly white individuals. So his mind and like the way he sees the world, it's not going to match up with someone like myself or another person or plenty of people who have been raised in the inner city around drugs, crime, and seen police treat other black people unfairly. Like he said, he was raised around a lot of white people on the countryside. So his perception of the world is not coming from the average black person who was raised in the inner city. So I don't expect him to to feel the same way I feel because I was raised in the quote unquote ghetto. He was not. So my perception of the police and the way they treat people who look like myself is one way. 
His is not because he was around mostly white people. Well, that's that's if this post is true. So his perception is that they treat people nice and that they treat people great. And again, I'm not saying that every cop is bad because they're not. But to sit up here and use his words or use his pose as a way to validate why he was killed into why and why we should not care about it the same way. And I've been getting these inbox messages from some of y'all, man. Like, stop sending me the messages, man. Trying to say, well, you know, why are you posting him when he didn't care about you? That's not the way I live. That goes back to even Snoop Dogg when Snoop Dogg posted, you know, get well, Donald Trump and Melania Trump. And all the comments was, Snoop, are you serious right now? Everything this man did, you going to wish him well? Like, what? Y'all going to get a boot too, bitch. Like, that cannot be the world we live in where we sit up here and... And root for a man's death. Like I said, I hate Trump. I don't give a damn about Donald Trump. But if y'all think I'm sitting around wishing the man dies, I mean, what kind of person do y'all think I am? Like that just lets me know the kind of people, like the kind of people you are. If you're sitting around hoping a man dies and then jumping down the throat and critiquing another man for not wishing death, on another human being? Are y'all serious right now? Like I understand this this is the world we live in. But that is that is crazy. But um let me play y'all some of what Trump said about the coronavirus. And again, I don't give a damn about Trump. This man is a pest. He's not professional. He's a white supremacist. But I don't hope he died, man. But let me play y'all what he said. Again, he supposedly has COVID nineteen, but this is what he said. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. We have the greatest country in the world. We're going back. We're going back to work. We're going to be out front. As your leader, I had to do that. I knew there's danger to it, but I had to do it. I stood out front. I led. Nobody that's a leader would not do what I did. And I know there's a risk, there's a danger, but that's okay. And now I'm better, and maybe I'm immune, I don't know. But don't let it dominate your lives. Get out there, be careful. We have the best medicines in the world, and it all happened very shortly, and they're all getting approved, and the vaccines are coming momentarily. Thank you very much. And Walter Reed, what a group of people. Thank you very much. Now, my issue with Trump is the fact that he is somehow not realizing that most of the world does not have, we don't have the access and the luxury to the healthcare that he has as the president of the United States. So for him to tell the American people, and again, his followers are insane. His followers are naive, but for him to tell the American people, look, do not worry about the coronavirus. Keep living your regular life. We have the best medicine, the best healthcare the majority of people, especially people I know in the inner city, they don't have access to the top of the line luxury health care that the president of the United States has. Like, that's what I don't understand. Now, it was said to the public that he had coronavirus, I believe, the end of last week. And on Monday, yesterday, he was released from the hospital. Now, he went back to the White House. He pulled the mask off at the White House. Like, like what was the reason? What was the reason? I had a reason. What was the reason? reason. What was the reason? I just explained the reason. What was the reason? Now, when the world seen him take the mask off, he took the mask off. He's taking a picture. He's smiling. Now, right now, like, then there, 30% of the White House has come out and said, look, we tested positive for COVID-19. Now, Again, when I seen the picture of him, well, uh, the video, he walked. He started waving at people. He took the mask off. I just thought, oh, my God. Now, y'all know Chris Cromo. I'm going to play out what he said when he seen Donald Trump. And again, I hate talking about Trump, but this man went back to the White House, supposedly with COVID-19, with the coronavirus. And he's back to normal. He breathing, coughing in the White House with no mask on. This is what 
There he is, hair blown majestically, reshooting the scene for his own ad. I hold rallies and I tell you to ignore masks and I rip mine off as I vanquish the virus because I am a leader. Fear not, COVID. What a bunch of bull Going back to the White House, if you want to know the reality, the truth, okay? The virus is the truth. Better preach. There he is. Hair blown. And now I don't have to feign any extra measure of Better compassion. Better preach, Chris. Because he went out there. Whatever happens now is on him. Mm-hmm. The White House is a cluster. He returned to a cluster and took his mask off. Better preach it. That is covidiacy. He's a covid <gasps> You're disrespecting the president. No, he disrespected the It's insane, man. But, um, whew. To segue from that, man, I want to talk a little bit, well, for a quick second about John Lesson, well, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. So I'm going to dive into that real quick because when I seen that, it hurt my heart. And I, it also hurt when I seen people criticizing Chrissy for speaking online publicly and posting about her losing her child. And, and well, they said, you know, if, if you really cared about losing your child, you wouldn't be on social media. Are y'all serious right now? Half of y'all on social media post every damn day about everything. I'm in the bathroom taking a piss. Just finished brushing my teeth. Every time y'all go out to eat, y'all post y'all plate. Every time y'all go out to eat, y'all post y'all plate. What y'all about to eat. That nobody cares about. That can't help nobody. But so many women out here lose kids. So many women cannot have kids. So to me, it shows how human she is when she is living her truth. I mean, yes, I understand that some things should be kept private. But you are helping women. You are helping women to not feel alone at that point. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to speak about that because some of y'all just come online and say the most idiotic things for likes. We're going to take a quick break. I'm coming back, man. Good episode today. Long episode. Johnny Schultz, man. Welcome back, man, to the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. But look, I'm not going to play that applause too long because, look, some of y'all pissed me off. So (sighs) six days ago, Chrissy Teigen posted on Instagram that her and John Legend, as we all know, They were expecting a a new baby. But at the hospital, she gave birth to the child and due to pregnancy complications, sadly, the child passed away. Now, she went online. This is from her official Instagram at Chrissy Teigen, where she posted a picture. Well, she posted a collage of pictures of her and John Legend at the hospital. And she posts what I thought was a very moving a very passionate and a very heartfelt caption along with the pictures that the pictures were black and white and it showed her and John Legend in the hospital one picture showed her holding the baby which eventually passed away now like what pains me in these situations is when I see women comment is when I see women be insensitive and say things such as you know why would you Why would you post that online? You know, if you're really hurting, if you're really sad about losing your child, then you would, you would get off Instagram. What? And like I told y'all before, man, I've said this many times before. Like, I don't understand what I understand because, you know, when you post your life online 24 seven, you get likes. But a lot of women come online, like I just said, and post pictures of anything. Now, men do too, but I'm speaking about women in this situation because for women, again, not all, but for any woman to not, any grown woman, to not be sensitive and passionate about someone who just lost a child, I can't fathom it because, like, I'm 31. I've gone through, I've went through, um... A situation I spoke about this before where the person I was with at the time had an abortion and that hurt me for years. Like I've, I've begun to, you know, 
understand it now and accept the fact that women control their bodies now. But I've gone through a situation where I had to accompany a woman with an abortion when I wanted the child. And I've also gone through a situation where a woman had a miscarriage. And it, it, it hurts, man. It hurts. And I mean, you can't tell people how to grieve. Like, people grieve in different ways. It's like how when someone dies and we see some people, they, they may become distraught. They may become super emotional to the point where they're inconsolable. But then some people may be calm to where you may believe that, yo, why are they not crying like that? They just lost someone. They should be crying, but everybody deals with it differently. That's all I'm saying, man. But I'm about to read y'all what she said, because I mean, it hurts. Like, I just put myself back in that situation of to when I was going through an abortion with the person I was with. And also when I was going through the miscarriage. Let me read y'all what she said. Hold on. Let me see if I go. If I could find this. All right. Hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see. Here we go. This is what she said. She said, we are shocked and in a deep kind of pain that you only hear about the kind of pain we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed, despite bags and bags of blood transfusions. It just was not enough. We never, we never decided on our baby's names until the last possible moment after they were born, just before we left the hospital. But we, for some reason, had started to call this little guy in my belly Jack. So he will forever be Jack to us. Jack worked so hard to be part of our little family, and he will be forever to our Jack. I'm so sorry that the first moments of your life were met with so many complications that we couldn't give you the home you needed to survive. We will always love you. Now she ended it with, but every day can't be full of sunshine. On this darkest of days, we will grieve. We will cry our eyes out, but we will hug and love each other harder and we will get through it. Now, like, that hurts, man, because, like I said, I feel by her doing that, it lets women who can't have kids or women who have gone through similar experiences, it let them know that they are not alone because sometimes we see celebrities, well, not me, because I'm, I'm like a realistic thinker, but people see celebrities as people who are, you know, exempt from having flaws, exempt from going through what, oh, who is calling my phone? But like I said, man, people see celebrities as people who are exempt from having, you know, regular lives as if they don't go through heartbreak, as if they don't go through suffering, as if they don't go through times to when they worry about how they are going to get through the next day. So for Chrissy to go through that situation and for people to be insensitive and for people to actually especially women have the nerve to say, girl, get off social media. Like people grieve and people cope with things in different ways. If that, if that is her way of dealing with everything, if that is her way of coping with the situation, then I mean, that's what she got to do. And so all you dumb bitch, a matter of fact, let me let, let me let this nigga speak. You stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. That's how I feel, man. Let me play it again, because I don't think y'all get it. Let me, I, y'all don't get it. Stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. Like, you don't have the right to tell someone how to grieve. You don't have the right to tell someone how they should feel. But aside from that, Netflix dropped the trailer today for their Selena the series now we all seen the selena movie with jennifer lopez but netflix has a series coming out it's dropping december 4th i'm trying to oh the lead role of selena goes to christian or christian serato she played in the walking dead she was the hispanic chick oh yeah i know who this is oh yeah y'all can look her up her name is christian serato 
She plays the lead of Serena. I think she's going to do a great job. She got the accent. She got the looks. She's dope, you know, based on what I've seen of her. But I want to speak about this um, blue face. He's starting his own version of the Bad Girls Club. It will take place in his own house. Now, Sydney Starr, who was a well-known transgender woman, has come out and said, hey, look, blue face, look, put me in the house with the real woman. So I'm going to tell y'all what I think about that, but I'm also curious. So you guys can DM me at Lunchroom Chatterpod and let me know how you feel about a transgender woman who you know used to be a man going into a house with all women because what if a fight breaks out? So I'm going to play y'all what Sydney Starr said in, in, in regards to her hopes of being on Blueface version of the Bad Girls Club. This is what she said. What's up, Blueface? It's your girl, Sydney Starr. I am trying to audition for your Bad Girls Club. I want mm. to be the only transgender female in the house with all the girls. I know this is far-fetched. But hey, you only live once, and I'm just giving it a try. I think if you threw me in there with the girls, it would go viral. It's me being the only transgender female in there and looking better than half them in that. It would cause so much drama. But hey, if you want to go viral, I'm your girl. I'm down for this. And I think you can make some money, honey. Um, it's 20. 2021 I say go for it let the people talk yeah I'm a transgender female but mm. I'm human too and I'm bad you human but you was born a man again I'm, I'm not being insensitive here now I didn't mean to ramp it up or get turned up but I don't know how I feel about a transgender woman being in a house with real women because I understand you know, please don't jump down my throat, LBGT, ABC community. Please don't jump down my throat. All I'm saying is that if you were born a man, you still got those masculine man tendencies. So if, if you get into a fight with a woman, you know, you got the strength. You got the brute strength to where you just might beat a bitch ass. Now, you beating a woman ass is not the same as, you know, a regular woman fighting again i understand the whole process you know transgender she's now a woman i get it but at the end of the day you was born a man now like i'm just trying to picture can you imagine a petite slim woman getting into a fight with sydney star and sydney star putting those man masculine hands on a petite woman I'm, I'm just trying to like can you imagine that let, let me, let me. oh my god oh my god i can't even imagine it like the the amount of aggression in those masculine hands like i but look sydney star i get it now i agree with um with her on this occasion it will it will go viral people would tune in to see a someone who was born a man in a house with a woman but speaking of being born, man, Nicki Minaj, shout out to Nicki Minaj, man. She had a baby, was it a baby boy or a girl? A couple days ago, I'm not sure, but people took offense to what Wendy Williams said in regards to Nicki Minaj not being a legend. Let me play y'all what Wendy Williams said, and I'll get back to y'all. Baby. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday. So congratulations to Nikki. Mm -hmm. She too is not a legend, mm -hmm. you know, not the way we think of status. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad for these girls, but you know, Salt and Pepper never have to put out news. Like they, they paid their dues and they did their thing. Mm -hmm. Nikki had the baby. Uh -huh. huh, now, I, I kinda agree with Wendy, but then I kinda don't. I feel like Nicki Minaj kind of straddles that line between a soon-to-be legend, but there's still enough time, plenty of years left in her career, you know, God willing, to where she may fall just short of that legend category. Now, I would put her as a legend based off of the fact that when she came out, like female rap, let's keep it 100, female rap was non-existent. We had a couple females here and there, you know, popping up, doing some 
some verses, trying to make the wave. But when Nicki Minaj came out, she dominated. Like she held her own with the men. But when I think about like legend, like that is a word that is thrown. It's just thrown around so loosely now to where we've seen people like this is not a knock on Nipsey Hussle. But to me, Nipsey Hussle is not a legend. Now, I love Nipsey. I love his music. I love the message. I love his content. But Nipsey Hussle was not, quote unquote, mainstream until after he died. Like Nipsey Hussle wasn't like Mac Miller was more mainstream. Like XXX is another one that people deem a legend after their death. Now, Biggie, even though he only put out one project, like his impact, even Tupac, like their impacts was so profound and so massive in such a short amount of time to where the legendary catalog or the legendary, the name, it bodes well. Now, Nipsey Hussle, he, you know, he was a great black man with a great business mindset. He had a, you know, a great personality and he was someone who spoke the truth. And to me, he was a, he was a great rapper and he was a good businessman. But I don't know if I would throw him in that legendary category. It's just, it's different, but this is what someone said. You know, this is one of Nicki Minaj fan pages, her beehive, whatever the fuck they call it. The fucking house. This says, how is Nikki not a legend? When y'all got her name in your mouth three to five business days for 10 years straight. That's fan behavior. How is she not is how is she not a legend when she trends in break to records on her hiatus every week? Girl, get help. Now, again, like I understand, I feel like Nikki straddles that line between legend and not a legend. But speaking of someone who I deem as a legend, someone who has had a great impact on me. Now, I don't know if you guys remember on BET back in the day. I uh, am sharing uh, this with you. Uh, let me see. Ananda Lewis. Now, she was on BET back in the day. She was a MTV VJ. This is like back in like the mid early 2000s. She was a black woman. You know, she's dope. And she came out and revealed that. She is battling stage three breast cancer. And that hurt me because, I mean, I haven't seen her as active, you know, as opposed to when I was in middle school and high school. Now, I wish I could show you guys the picture, but you guys can Google Ananda Lewis. Like those of you guys who are around my age, 30, 31, you know, maybe a little bit older, maybe a couple years younger. You guys know who Ananda Lewis is. But I'm going to play out a little bit of what she said, you know, as she encouraged women and I know, like, when I check the stats, 72% of my listeners are females. So listen to what she said in regards to her encouraging women to get mammograms sooner. Please listen to this because I understand that a lot of you women, like, y'all believe that I hate y'all. Like, I don't see me being honest and me actually being blunt and actually giving a damn about your life. I don't take it as me hating. But some of you guys can't take real criticism like i'm not the one that have you come downstairs on club night on friday and your outfit fucked up and i'm just gonna say girl you know you look good that's not me if your outfit fucked up your outfit is fucked up but this is what she said ladies listen listen men too because men can get breast cancer as well but she's speaking right now to the ladies today because it's the beginning of breast cancer awareness month and I have been fighting to get cancer out of my body for almost two years. For a really long time, I have refused mammograms. And that was a mistake. I watched my mom get mammogrammed for 30 years almost. And at the end of that, she had breast cancer. And mm. I said, huh, radiation exposure for years, breast cancer. Radiation exposure for years, breast cancer, yeah. I'm going to pass. Thanks anyway. I am stubborn. I'm going to admit that up front. Those of you who know me know that's true. And I stand by that thinking. I stand mm. by the research that shows that an accumulation of radiation in your body can cause cancer. And here comes the book. Instead, I've had to have two PET scans so far. Guess how many mammograms worth of radiation a PET scan is? Anyone? 30. 30. 
right, I can stop it right there. But ladies, please take care of yourself. I understand, you know, black men, like I said, especially in the black community, like sometimes we put off going to the doctor, especially black men, even women. But you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your body because at the end of the day, like so much can be prevented. Like so much can be prevented to where we can prolong our lives if we take it seriously. Like that's my biggest feeling. Like that's why I get, I get you know a yearly checkup. I go to the doctor a lot. I go to the dentist. You know I try to keep myself you know properly taken care of because situations can arise over the years, especially amongst even men. Like what you don't want to do is have is have issues and you just like people go to Google. Like I hate when people like when people Google they fucking symptoms. If there's something wrong with you and like you have an inkling or some a thought in your mind to where you assume it can be serious, go to the doctor. Like stop going on Google and trying to find out shit. Oh, let me Google this and see if I got this. Like stop doing that because I care about y'all. I care about each and every last one of you guys. Like I don't want to wake up no day and come to find out Someone who I care who I care about has passed away. Like we gotta take care of each other. We gotta, you know, just have a good mindset and just try to uplift one another. And that's where I shout out my man Drake. Man, there was a 14-year-old boy in let me see. I'm trying to see where he lived at. His name is Zalik Murray. Now, he just turned 14 years old and he was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. And someone who was close to Drake, the rapper Drake, let Drake know, look, this guy, this 14-year-old boy, Zalik Murray, he's a big fan of you. And, you know, it would really, like, raise his spirits and make him feel great if you send him a message motivating him and sending him words of encouragement. Because, I mean, the fact I have a son, like, I don't even want to fathom my, like, my son battling a rare form of, of brain cancer at 14? Like, that's a scary situation, man. So shout out to Drake for taking time out his busy, out his busy life, his schedule, you know, recording. Like, just to send a message that was only a minute long to this child because, I mean, like I tell y'all a lot, celebrities, they run the world, man. Where it's like, you can have a mom and a dad, cousins, uncles, aunties, and they can tell you one thing and like, yo, listen. But hearing someone who you look up to, hearing someone who was like a role model to you, like hearing them say that, you look at it differently. And I understand that it should not be that way because what your mom and like what those close to you say should matter more. But we are in that era now where the words and the voices of celebrities, it tends to matter more. So this is a quick segment of what Drake said you know, just sending words of encouragement to this 14-year-old boy battling brain cancer. What's up? Um, my brother Mustafa hit me the other day and informed me of the extremely tough situation that you're fighting through. And uh, we both thought it would be a, a great thing if I got to um, send you some, some love and some admiration and some respect. Um, I can't imagine, you know, how tough you have to be. Mm. And... Mustafa let me know that you're a fan of mine. Well, I'm a fan of you. Uh, I'm a fan of people with heart. Mm. And I can tell that you that you have a lot of heart. So I just want to tell you, uh, stay strong. I love you. And I appreciate you. I mean, Delete. shout out to Drake, man. Because like I said, like, like to me, people like him, not Drake, people like the 14-year-old child battling like brain cancer, to me, like those are the real heroes. Like, think about it right now. A lot of you guys listen to this podcast are 25 and up. Like, can you imagine right now having a battle brain cancer? Like at the time, at the at the point you are at in your life right now, can you imagine having to battle brain cancer, having to battle a tumor, having to have multiple surgeries? Like, can you guys imagine that? Like, that scares me. Like, I'm still shocked, you know, at the death of Chadwick Boseman to be in your early 40s and to pass away like that. 
Like we're talking about someone who was physically fit, someone who was in great shape, someone who took care of himself. So to see someone who is so active die at that age, like that still, it rattles me. I'm probably going to be rattled for a long time and it shocked me, man. But someone who keeps shocking me, Jacquees. Like, when is Jacquees going to stop remixing songs? Now, I'm going to play y'all uh, a quick snippet of Jacquees because I hate this nigga's voice. Like, he's, it sounds like he's saying from his fucking ass. You know, and I, it's like he's saying, he's saying to me kind of like August Alcina. Don't get me wrong, they are talented, but their voices are fucked up in some kind of way, man. This is Jacquees. I guess he was trying to. Um, saying refill. Remember that song um by L. Vern a couple years ago? Can I get a refill? Like that that was my joint back in college. I ain't gonna front. Can I get a refill? I know I can't sing either, but I sound better than Jockeys. Fuck y'all. Let me play this shit. Can I get a refill? Nigga. You're going you to get the dumb bitch. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. Get over there. Hey, man, look. you. But you got hope. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Breaking what? So, now, I don't know if y'all remember that, but the other day, Meg Thee Stallion was on Saturday Night Live, and she performed, you know, a melody of hits. And she played the um the... What was it? The video I played y'all last week of the woman going off on Daniel Cameron. He has replied to that video and also Meg the Stallion's performance. Let me play y'all what he said before I get the fuck Attorney out of General. here. Well, let me just say I agree that we need to love and protect our black women. Uh, this coon bitch. That. Uh, but the fact that someone would get on national television uh, and make disparaging comments about me because I'm simply trying to do my job uh, is disgusting. Buddhist uh, motherfucker. But it's not the first time we see this, and it certainly won't be the last time we see this. Uh, at the end of the day, my responsibility uh, is to provide. Shut your coon ass up! Look, this is um some of the snippet of the performance by Meg Thee Stallion. Listen to the words. Alright, I can stop, but look, it's basically what I played y'all last week. In regards to the woman, I believe her name was Tamika Mallory, where she called Daniel Cameron a coon, and he is a disgrace to black people. And he is. I mean, this nigga is a fucking disgrace. Like, I get mad when I see this fucking dumbass motherfucker face. I hate his fucking face, man. His face just pissed me the fuck off, man. <laughs> but y'all know what I started watching? Like, I started watching Power Book, The Ghost. You know, with Tyreek, and I mean... I'm going to keep it 100. It's actually not that bad, man. I think the last season of Power put... It just put a bad taste in my fucking mouth. I hated the last season of Power. The last two seasons, man. But I started Power Book, the series by, you know, with Ghost featuring Tyreek. And I mean, it's, it's cool. But, you know, seeing marriage... Matter of fact, I'm not going to spoil that shit for y'all, man. But, um, again, you guys follow me on Patreon. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatterpod in... The, the numbers are going up and up. You guys are hitting me with some great feedback, but please let your friends know. Share the episodes. Like, woman, y'all do a great job of sharing the podcast, and I believe that's why my my listeners are seventy two percent women. That shocked me because I get messages from people I don't even know. I'm like, I don't even know you, but thank you for listening and like, thank you for the great feedback, man. Oh man, but let me let me see some shit. I see Tory Lanez is out here filming a video. All right, do your thing, motherfucker. But um, I'm trying to see if it's any news for the fuck I in this fucking episode. Black China walked out of an interview. Let me see what she's talking about. Black China walked out. Why the fuck she walked out? Let me play y'all. Fine. Um, have you spoken to Soldier Boy recently? No, you. 
No, actually. His old mm. number doesn't work anymore. I've been really wondering what's going on with him. Okay. So you guys had like a thing about a year ago? Would you ever consider doing music with him? Hey, guess what? Yeah, what? I'm out. You're out? Yeah. The soldier boy question? No, it's just like you keep like being weird. But you know, this is what the people want to hear about, you know? Nah, but it's just weird. I'm out. Okay. Damn. Appreciate you, Black China. Damn. I mean, I can't really like I'm I'm not really a fan of um Adam Twenty Two. His podcast is called No Jumper, but I mean I don't understand like like what do you expect them to ask you when you go to interviews? Like the whole point of interviews, especially now in 2020, is to get a viral moment. And you gave him that viral moment. The whole point of doing interviews now is to have someone say something that is controversial. Something that is going to get waves of attention on social media. So, yes, he probably kept prying and trying to bait you, and it worked. Like, that is the whole point of an interview now. Like, no one wants to see basic-ass interviews. You know, so you have a... Tell us about the new project you have coming out. Well, you know, hey, tell us about your child. How's your son? Like, we don't give a fuck about that. The whole point in interviews... I don't want to say it's to be messy, but you got to have a moment that's going to trend on social media. So shout out to Black China for giving him that shit. But I seen a report. Let me end it with this. I seen a report came out the other day of how much some celebrities make on OnlyFans. I'm about to get OnlyFans now. Shit. Y'all making this much on OnlyFans? And again, I understand that the people who make this amount of money, it's like it's only for like the top. You know, those top viral social media personalities. But um, the report came out that Cardi B is making $8 million a month on OnlyFans. And now it says Black China is the number one celebrity on that platform. She is pulling in a whopping $17 million. Look, I, I hate this bitch, but we go clapping for Black China. Shit. She making $17 million a month on OnlyFans. You know what? I'm about to get the fuck out of here, right? I'm leaving, y'all. This episode is over. I'm about to go in the bathroom. I'm taking pictures of my dick tonight. And we, we making $10. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make something on OnlyFans. Black China making $17 million. Cardi B making $8 million on OnlyFans. This the last episode of this fucking podcast. I'm going in the bathroom tonight. I'm I'm taking pictures of my dick. You want to see my dick? Follow me on, on OnlyFans at Lunchroom Chatterpod Dick. That's my page. Black China making $17 million on OnlyFans. Shit. I'm going tonight. I'm 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 taking pictures. I'm putting my balls on there too. I'm putting my balls. Fuck that. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Again, you guys can follow me on OnlyFans at Lunchroom Chat Apart if you want to see my dick and my balls. No homo. Peace, bitch.